Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And I have a, I'm going to say this, a brother from another mother. We've connected probably months ago. We've done some great things. We're doing some great things in the future. But he's true servant. He cares about his clients. He cares about people he works with. Hirsch, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. This is this is awesome. It's awesome to be here. I watched the show develop, uh, you know, from from idea phase to uh, to a real a real show that really really reflects your your values and your style. And uh, you know, you've been on my show and helped me out with some testing some uh, formats and stuff. And uh, so, talk about serving. It's like, uh, yeah. So it's really great to. Uh, to be both your your brother and your guest. Well, I want to thank you because you were the first show I've ever been on. In a oh podcast. wow, that's right. So you oh, didn't yes. know, I was saying yes. I didn't have a headset. It was a whole bunch of yes. crazy stuff, but it was so much fun. I learned a lot, and I thank you because some of what you've done, I'm here today because of that. But I want to delve in. I just love Yes Brand. It's such a great thank title you. for a company and such a great name. Where did it come from, and what are we trying to do with Yes Brand? Where Yes Brand came from, I have a background in comedy, stand-up comedy, and also in advertising and branding. And both careers or interests, whatever you want, passions, all date back to to college and and post-college. So my first job was in PR, and yet I was doing stand-up comedy. I was living in New York. So when I wanted to combine the things, because I – I like them both. I love them both. And comedy always is a great icebreaker. It helps me with clients. It helps me at business dinners, you know, all that stuff. And so the uh, there's a rule of improvisational comedy of improv called yes and. And the rule is somebody gives you a suggestion like, you know, uh, you know, I always say the Martians have landed being a being a, a crazy suggestion. You know, they'll give you a suggestion like that big giant balloon in the air is filled with happy juice. Right. <laughs> and then and then someone can't say no because that kills the bit. They have to say yes. And every, it only takes one drop to make us laugh hysterically. And then it's like so. So when I talk to clients and they say to me, oh, you know, I'm this or that or I want to be this or that. I, I never in my history have said no to a client's, you know, uh, heart that they're sharing. They share something deep inside them. And I always say, yes, and this, this is how we're going to talk about it. This is how we're going to build on it because I see brand voice and brand strategy as a building block uh, process and messaging is a building block. You know, and words are precious and we're trying to figure out how do we use them and how do we, but it's all a construction process, you know, like we, we talked about earlier, we were talking about, I said, I said, you know, we're, our species is uniquely gifted at, uh, at, at taking things apart, you know, at, at uh, destruction, destroying (laughs) things. I don't remember what I said, but but it is true. We love to build things up. We love to take things down. Sometimes we just like to see how things work. We like to take things apart. So I do that with with brand messages and messaging and language. And yes, brand seemed like really positive to me also. Uh, just uh, you even said it to me early on, the yes 
thing is like, yeah, let's go. It's positive. And that's, that's a real, that's a real uh, truth about that. Yeah. I don't think anybody will go to you if it says no brand. No brand. My company's no brand. I don't think that would work too well. No vacancy. No vacancy, right. It's pushing you away. What's interesting is you're saying that humor and advertising really can go together quite well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They go together really well because we have a hard time trusting people, trusting things. We are made nervous very easily. We are, Mm -hmm. we have our id works overtime to protect us from getting hurt, which means our guard is up very often. So comedy is a way of saying, here's the bad news. Like, here's the bad, give me the bad news first, right? Yep. But it's in such a way that I can digest it. I'm not going to get crazy or sick or whatever. I'm going to put a little, diffuse it with a little comedy. So the same thing with selling. I say, here's the, here's the bottom line. I'm trying to sell you dishwashing liquid, but I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to make it funny. I'm going to help us laugh at ourselves. And it engenders trust because I think comedy, humor can't be faked, right? You can't fake humor. It's going to make you laugh or it's not. And if it succeeds, that's because of the kernel of truth that you recognize in it. So it's, it's to me, it's integral to, to sales. Very unique comedian in an advertising. Now you work with words, which I love, and that's whole your whole part of your business, right? Yeah. Let's delve into that. Yeah. Um, so I've written a, well, one thing that that I that I I'm proud of is that I've written across every medium there is. So you know, from start from the very early writing little stories, you know, writing fiction, and then writing press releases, getting into PR and writing press releases and bios and company profiles and web copy. Then you go to like advertising and there's all kinds of advertising. There's grassroots videos, you know, which are just kind of little skits and things. There's broadcast TV commercials. There's print advertising. And for whatever reason, I just kind of flowed through all these different things. I don't know if I sought out the opportunities or I just was willing to try them. And there are people who are like, their thing is print ads and they're just great with one word or whatever. I just spread it around. I just go, but I don't, I don't pick a genre. I pick a, I look at the thing, like we talked about building on, I look at the thing and whatever seems to feel like the right venue for it. I, I do it, but I've written screenplays for movies um, you know, TV stuff. I worked with MTV when I was, when I was younger, um, and they were doing all those crazy series, funny series. And I was in some of that stuff and learned a lot from, from the people who were doing that. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you know, and that's really just, you put yourself in these places and situations where you're, you're going to be uh, you could, you're going to fail. You're, some stuff is going to fail and you're going to do it better next time. You know, your first of everything is probably going to suck. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you might, you might as well get it, get it out of the way. Yeah. And, and the, this is doing business with the servant's heart. I love the fact that you go across all genres. So I, and you can serve them instead of like, Oh, I, I only do print ad. I can't do commercial. Right. I'll send you somewhere else. So really you're a utility belt 
for advertising yeah. work, in a sense. That's so really I, well said. Yeah. Thank you. I, well, I'm learning from the best you. <laughs> um, so I have a company and I come to you so I could come to you and go, Hey, I want to do a print campaign camp, you know, print campaign. I need this written. And that's what you would do, right? Yeah, I would. Um, and, you know, while I've had my own agency, I prefer being a consultant where they might say to me, oh, well, can what about, you know, where do we place the ad or we have where, you know, media buying or or art direction. Even I might say they might say we have an in-house art director. We just don't. So I'll work with that person. Or if they're bigger and they say, you know, we want to put together a whole team, I work with um, with sourcing agency with a sourcing agency called the bench and um and they represent me for freelance creative i would go to them and say hey you know they need an art director they need this that thing and their expertise is putting the team together and that way i can focus on my lane which is the creativity the strategy and the words um but ideas are words too i mean you know we, we can come up with a concept that has no words but it still says something to the to the audience that's still a what i call writing um but uh but yeah and it could be a one line it could be a one line ad like you see in a magazine or it could be a tagline or it could be a a 500 word article you know you got into it you said you're like the hub so somebody comes to you and you've got all these resources. If you can't do it, you'll partner with some of these third-party partners that you have. Yeah. I really like that because you're a one-wall be-all. I know people say you can't do that, but you can if you have the right partners around you, correct? The, the you know, Aligning yourself with people who right. do better than you. Like uh, like we both know Tori Barker and creative marketing. Um you know, she understands so many areas that I don't do from from the graphic design side to, you know, the marketing choices, where to spend your ad dollars, what kind of plan to, you know, so so that's a perfect example where it it isn't my area and I, my trying to do it is not going to serve the the client. You know? And they may yeah. say, oh, can't you do it? I'll just pay you a little extra or I'll do this. I say, no, don't throw your money away trying to get me to do something so I can make a little more and you can pay a little less. Make it so that this entire investment, uh, you know, delivers for you because in the end it's, you know, it doesn't matter if you even produce a beautiful commercial and if no one sees it, what's the point? And it's a true servant does give up the dollars like you did. Yeah. You're not going to take the extra, but the future is not good because it becomes a bad project or it doesn't yeah. work. It falls back on you. So being honest as a servant is a winner. Yeah. It's always a winner. That's a yeah. big thing. The, the selling the truth, I call it the note. Mm -hmm. I, and I started it mostly in, in advertising, but it really applies to life. It's the same. It's the same thing in life. That, you know, someone comes to you and you need the money and you want to do, you know, that's one of the hardest things that I that I think I faced in business as a young person, ne you know, starting a family very young, needing needing money and then feeling like, ooh, can I afford to turn this down? You know, can I afford to not take the gig? And, you know, you know, inside whether you should take the gig or not. 
And sometimes we just have to learn from the horrible experience we have taking something on that we were not, and then you got to hire that person to fix it. And you got to get, you know, and the customer is the, you know, the, the person who's ultimately got to win must absolutely win. And, you know, you lose. And so yeah. for that, for that five minutes relative to the rest of your life, you're a loser. And now, you know, don't take the thing that is, you know, you think you might, you need take the thing that is going to give them what they need. Take the thing that's going to let you shine, shine, <laughs> shining a light on your, on your super genius is the best move you can make. Great phrase. I, I like that a lot. And don't go to YouTube and try to figure it out, which I've heard people right. do like to get the extra money. It's a lose, lose, lose. You lose your partner loses. The client loses, and that's yeah. Not good. You know, when you go to YouTube, if you get locked out of your bathroom, go to YouTube and you'll figure out how to pick the lock. But, <laughs> uh, but for things that are more important than that, you know, yeah, would... yeah, that's true. Well, the phrase I hear a lot is words can be a weapon. What's your uh -huh. response to that? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, words you hear that as, as an in a negative context that they can be harmful both, or that they ways. can be. Uh, uh, like a like well let's put it this way they're very powerful they're very potent and the, my initial reaction to that question is or that or that line of thinking is that we should never underestimate how much of a change a little word or a little thought or gesture can can have that's been a huge takeaway that i learned from my from my parents, they were, uh, they both had great personalities, but I think their subtle behaviors were really fascinating to me. Subtle gestures and how impactful that, that was, how you could impact somebody's life with just a smile, a thought, uh, a, a, t a gift or a, you know, whatever it was with no ulterior motive and just absolute sincerity, like the, yeah. no bullshit. Pardon me. Yeah. I don't know if you have a, uh, if you have a, a, a rating that allows for that, but you're okay. You passed you know. the, you passed the mustard. Don't worry. Right, right, right. So but, um, yeah, I, I want to delve into AI and AI writing and, and, and what's your thoughts on that? I've, I mean to ask you that in person, but we're on a show and I'm sure, you know, AI is so big right now and people know what it is. Tell us what well, your let thoughts me, are. Let me type your question in and see what I think. <laughs> and we'll see. Uh, okay. So in the 19th century, rabbits were often eaten as a breakfast food. Did you know that? Um, no, <laughs> I, I say again, I have another one of my sayings. So more of my new saying, and I, and I, let, I'll put this out there and I have been telling people this. I am a proponent of uh, artificial intelligence and AI. I see what it does for people who are struggling with a blank page, struggling with all the content that they need to generate. Um, this could be uh, boilerplate stuff. This could be a an article. It could be anything really. But I do believe that... Um, when it's not that important, in other words, it is not going to make or break what you're doing, that it's it's awesome to have it because it could save you so much time and money, it seems. But all it really does is raise the bar 
for everyone's communications because if the if you said okay well the baseline is chat gpt4 right now that's the baseline so whatever chat gpt4 is going to turn out we have to be at least as good as that and then you say okay well now i need something more because i can't just compete in the marketplace using the baseline so i have to excel so my thought is that raises the bar for writers. It raises the bar for entrepreneurs and for business people and business owners and, and corporations. But ultimately, I like the magic that comes from the human mind. My, my training is always, like Agatha Christie said, never the obvious. My, my training is always to throw away the obvious idea. And... With uh, yeah. with AI, we have to we have to just work harder and throw away the obvious ideas and build on that stuff like the yes brand concept. You know, if AI churned out a certain article and I and it was given to me, I would think, okay, this is a this is a foundation, this is a structure, a skeleton. What? How am I going to fill that with humanity, with humor, with irony, with wit, a point of view, um, and not be repetitive. That's such a great answer. I like what you said about a, a, a canvas. You, your mind is blocked. You throw something in GPT. It yeah. gives you an idea, but give it to somebody like you and audience, give it to Hirsch. Cause I know he's <laughs> does great stuff. So reach out. That's yeah. your challenge to reach out to him, but give it to you. So I've got these three templates and go, okay, Hirsch, fix it up. Or I'm, if I'm using the right words or build it up. To, Hershify it. Let's call that's it Hershify. That's what my client, I didn't make that up. I wouldn't be so uh, obnoxious as to make that up. But that's what clients have said to me. Hershify it. You know, just, just kind of put it through the, you know, put it through the, the thing and let's have it come out in my voice, meaning their voice. You know, that's the thing that I have to be attuned to is, you know, and factor and, and, Factor everything in, factor the moment that we're in, factor the, you know, company's history, factor the promises they're making to the, it's just a lot that writers, I think, uh, writers, honestly, are just sometimes not given enough credit. Yeah, yeah. You know, because when something comes out right, nobody, so people do get excited, but most mostly, you know, it could be very unsung, you know, it's given then to yeah. the- to the then it's taken to the art artists then it's taken to the to the distribution then it's read on air or it's performed or whatever but the writing is really where the the difference starts the so, foundation foundation uh, of it so, so i guess you're telling me so when you did mtv none of those people that watched the mtv skits called you hey hirsch that was great you never got yeah, that right 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 well also also i was very young and i was starting out and i didn't really write most of that stuff, I performed it, but I did get to pitch on the on the stuff. You know, I did get to pitch the people who were who were executive producing the show, and even that was great learning experience. But I had, but as a writer, I had like that. I would look at the stuff and go, "Oh, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good writing." You know, um, so I learned what good writing is and what bad writing is from from you know trial and error. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about a book. We met talked earlier before the show. You have a real book that you love. That's an older book. Tell yeah. us about it. There's a book called A Gift of Laughter 
And I can't remember now if you, I know I had lent it to my friend's mom year, years and years ago, like 20 years ago. I only had one copy and she misplaced it or took it on vacation or something. I never got it back. And I was like, at that time, you couldn't just go to Amazon. There was no yeah. Amazon, but I'm sure you can get it. But the author is Alan Sherman. And Alan Sherman was a uh, a writer, a TV writer, a stand-up comedian. And he also performed parodies and was very famous for uh, one called Hello Mudda, Hello Fada, which was about going to camp. He had another one. He had an album called My Son, The Nut, which my sisters and I just listened to over and over. And they were parodies. And he became, and I don't, I, I apologize for not knowing the year, but let's say it was probably about 58, 59. Uh, so it's that era, the 50s and 60s. And actually, he said that he knew he had made it when John F. Kennedy was heard singing Hello, Mutta, Hello, Fada, walking through a hotel in D.C. And so you got to figure that was probably 1960, 61, yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and um, and and I just loved the the way this story he grew up in, a you know, in a, a, a like tenement type housing in uh in new york um i believe it was the lower east side um and uh and his the family being around him and nurturing his comedy and then combining that with the friction of wanting to be a comedian when your parents and everybody tells you you really should be you know, a doctor or a lawyer, and you try to do all these things that everybody wants you to do, and you just fail. And you, the and even then, when you try your comedy, you're failing. And it, it was, it's. It, I remember, re and I was probably twelve when I read it. But I, but I, it made such an impression on me because he finally makes it when he when he doesn't have any other choice. He, the thing I remember that he starts uh, the chapter this pivotal chapter with was I had written some, some silly songs, you know, he was at his lowest moment. He didn't know what he was going to do. And he had written these parodies and he was like, maybe I'll die. I don't know. I'll do something with that. And that's what went crazy and viral and took off and exploded and, uh, and kind of broke him out. Sadly, he, he, he had, he died when he was relatively young. He was no. late forties, I think. And he had a heart attack, but, um, but what a what a brilliant mind and a great storyteller. So that's my book that I like. I, I'm going to grab that book. Yeah, I, I like is I I, I want to learn more about that. I, I'm really envious that you're a comedian because I always wanted to be that one as a kid. So I think that's why I gravitate <laughs> towards you. With that being said, I'm going to do something on my podcast I've never done. Can we do a one minute, two minute uh, comedy skit for the, oh, for yeah. the audience? Let's Absolutely. do that. Absolutely, sure, sure. So what would you what would you like to what would you like to do? Let's talk about. Um, I don't know what's a, a subject that's well, going on. Okay, well let's let's set you up let's set you up for success so that we so that we can we can make this make this work. I know we played we played a game called Fortunately Unfortunately uh, last time. We could play a little a quick one with that and change our change our scenario around. But what it does is. Because because the hard thing about comedy is that like with writing with that blank sheet of paper, we 
we have to know. Now, it could be something we're really fired up about, but we have to know going in what is the premise? What are we what are where are we hoping to get? If we have no idea where it's going to end, it's going to be very hard to start it. We don't have to know the complete finish finish line. I'm recording an interview. Oh, my my daughter's cry. You've met you've met Samantha. Real life. Before. Real life. You can say you can say Hi Samantha. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You can say hi. I'm doing a uh we're gonna play an unfortunately, fortunately game, but you can't hear Steve because he's on the headphones. Okay. And then I'll be out in a few minutes. All right. Okay. Oh, that's Thank see, you, this sweetheart. Family is so important. So let's do this. Let's do yeah. what I'm serving. Yes. Fortunately, okay. Let's do it with a podcast theme. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. So here's the here's the setting. So we're we're at a uh, banquet, and I'm the I'm literally the person behind the 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 uh, platter on the buffet line, and I'm serving you. But of course, you have a servant's heart, and you're and you're coming to me. And trying to see if there's, and you just are a guest, but you're, yeah. you just want to see if there's anything you can do for me. And we'll use the fortunately, unfortunately to banter back and forth. I think if we do that for, for 30 seconds, we'll probably entertain the audience Let's do uh, it. quite well. Okay. And maybe I'll throw an accent in there just to make it, uh, just to make it fun. I'll do a, I'll do, I'll do a, a, a French accent. Maybe I don't okay, know why. But, okay. Hey, this, the, the meatballs look great. Oh, now I'm going to do Italian now because you may mention the meatball. Oh, you like the meatball? <laughs> Unfortunately, we only have eight meatballs left. Oh, I can make a meatball. Can I go back in the kitchen, make a meatball? You have to say, fortunately, fortunately I can make I, meatballs. Unfortunately, I can make meatballs. Okay, well, unfortunately, we have a rule that we're not allowed the guest to come behind into the kitchen. So, Well, fortunately, I've got my license as a chef in my pocket. Can I show the, show the chef that I'm a chef? Unfortunately, our chef is not sighted. He cannot see anything. He make everything with the touch. So, uh, well, fortunately, but see, I got fortunate. I got AI, and it can speak to him. So, can I put it in my phone and tell him I have my license and I want to serve him? Tell him I want to take care of him and help him. Unfortunately, I don't know what it's AI. I'm from Italian. I don't know what it's AI. Fortunately, you don't really need to know. I can show you. Okay. Unfortunately, I really am working for, you know, 12, 50 an hour. And to stand here and have a conversation with you, it's getting in the way of the other people that are trying to eat. There's seven people in line ahead of you and there's seven balls left. So I want to, uh, I want to continue this, this way so that I don't get fired. Fortunately, I've got a huge restaurant down the street. Let me hire you away from him so you can serve my customers with the great Italian accent you have. Okay. Hey, 
Everybody, unfortunately, I'm going to take a job with Steve Arino. Amen. I love it. Oh, that was See, good. I ended the unfortunately on a fortunate thing for us but that was great but you see how how comfortable you were when yeah. we did it when we did it on uh on yes brand and um and you were comfortable but you also were you know it was your first time doing it now you're you're into the uh format of it already and you're totally cool you're totally comfortable doing it i love that i love right. the i love the uh i told you that for your brand your personal brand the the human connection that you make that you're you're literally tied to every every single conversation you have just comes from a place of helping the person get to the next place that they want to go it just comes through that's why the comedy works so well because you're you're really you're really trying yeah and it's great because it really makes you think like yeah. okay he's just sitting i gotta think about how i'm gonna respond what a great uh, tool. What a great way of learning words and, and how to use those words. Hey, thank you, yeah. Hurst, for doing that. Hey, do a, quick, do a quick shout out how people can reach out to you. Uh, well, people can find me through my Infone, of course, at infone.co forward slash Hirsch. And I give that out because they can they can reach me on any level that they want to reach me. They want to get to my Instagram. They hit the Instagram. They want to send me a text, send me a text. They want to find out about one of my podcasts, they can do it. So this way I don't have to give you a whole bunch of URLs, um, but definitely look for the Yes Brand podcast on Apple and um, and all the other all the other platforms, all the other directories. We're everywhere. Our um, third season just, just launched last week. Our next season, uh, second season of Yes Brand launched on Thursday with our joint venture partner, Numerus Capital, N-U-M-E-R-U-S. So we now have uh, the opportunity to not just inform customers that uh, are listening out there, not just inform the audience that's listening there about the language of sales, but also how to close sales and how to have tools that help us grow our business as, as entrepreneurs, as merchants, you know, and then help us afford the help we need as consumers. So uh, I'm very excited about that. I like, yes. I like, I like people making progress and growing their business. Yes. Without affecting their, their bottom line to be able to move forward and yeah. not have to say no, they can say yes. I'm going to yes. leave it with that. <laughs> yes, it, exactly. First, thank you for being on. This has been a pleasure. I knew it would be, but the little comedic thing, I want people to see that how good you are with that. Let's leave the audience. What's one advice you can leave them to help them on their journey that's helped you? Uh, yeah. Um, the one thing, the one thing that's really helped me, Steve, is to take a deep breath and don't respond right away. It's it's not the the advice that is not like a typical boilerplate advice that I give. It's just something that I'm thinking of because the deep breaths and the patience and the 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 world can feel real urgent. Everything can feel real urgent. And I think that we have if just that minute of taking that breath means that we actually have some power. We can decide what's urgent. You know? Whatever it is that's at the door or needs to happen or somebody's demanding of us, let's not project that back. Let's actually just absorb it. Whether it's good, bad, indifferent, a million dollars on the line, trust me, a million dollars 
is going to be there in 20 seconds after we take the deep breath, you know? Um, and so just give yourself that, give yourself that power, give yourself that, that breath and remember that the world out there is what you, what you make it. <laughs>